Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, what, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Well, hello, Gwen. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, yes, very well. Keeping nice and warm in my studio. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Marvellous. Thank you for talking to me. I'm interested in finding out about your job. That's good to hear. <laughs> So you are a musician who plays a classical guitar. Can you explain, first of all, what different types of guitar there are? Uh, yeah, well, I, I started by playing a steel string guitar, which is um, it's sort of the same shape as a classical guitar, but it's got metal strings. And I still play all sorts of different guitars. You can probably see a few behind me on the wall. I've got ukuleles and balalaikas and mandolins and bass guitar and guitar and folk guitar and flamenco guitar. There's loads and loads and loads. They all make different sounds. But the one that I play most in my concerts is the one that's got, it's got nylon strings. So it's got a lovely soft sound. And it really sings. 
And although it's soft and beautiful, you can fill a great big concert hall with the sound of it. So it's a it's a very magical thing, really. And it's probably hmm. my favourite wooden box out of all yeah. the wooden boxes that I play. It sounds nice. It's a lovely sound, isn't it? I've always yeah. loved the sound of it. My dad used to play guitar with metal strings, and that's very different. Mm. But I love that as well. Mm. Okay. And do you play any other instruments? Uh, yes, I. Um, well, when I was at music college, I was at the Royal College of Music, and every musician there had to learn to play the piano as well. And I had to go to my piano lessons, but I was terrible because to play the guitar, you have to have very long fingernails. And when you play the piano, you get your fingernails stuck in between the notes. You're up on your fingertips. So I was terrible at the piano. I do strum on the piano. I play around on it, but I also play the cello and the double bass. And I like the recorder as well. I think the recorder is a very beautiful instrument. We did that at school mm. and I still play the recorder and I use it on my recordings. Wow. I started learning piano about... Several months. On Wednesday. On Wednesday? <laughs> Crikey. And have you done any practice since Wednesday? Um, yeah, every day I've got... Um, uh, I love it so far. The only I do it for about every an hour each day. That's fantastic. Well, you'll very quickly get lots better. You <laughs> just do a little bit each day, and every time you walk past it, play a nice chord on it. Mm. Piano is beautiful. Yeah, and and I suppose you'll be learning to read music on that as well, will you? Yeah, you learn uh, how to read sheet music, and I've learned that. And well all done. Sorts of that's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, re reading music. After a while, reading music becomes like reading a book. You, yeah. don't, you don't look at the individual letters when you read a book, do you? you just read no. it. It's like the words are in your head. Mm. It's the same with music. You can look at the music and hear it after a while. Mm. Okay. Look forward to that. So let's start at the beginning. When you were a little boy, what did you enjoy at school? And what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a little boy at school, I liked playing football and I wanted to be in the cricket team as well. So I like sport, but I always loved music. I always loved music right from as far back as I can remember. And I've got one of my school books from when I was nine years old. And in the school book, there's a funny little story I've written. And it says that I would be a timpani player in the London Symphony Orchestra. Mm. I don't know why I wrote that, because I've never played percussion, really. <laughs> but um, I think I just always wanted to be involved in music. I quite enjoyed school, though. I did mm. enjoy going to school. I used to like writing stories. No, I write you... music instead. <laughs> did you always want to practice, or sometimes did your parents have to make you do it? I don't want to practice today. No, you are troubled. Yes. Good. Trouble is the perfect time for training. That's a very, very good question. Sometimes I would practice for hours and hours and hours. But if my mum or my dad asked me to practice, I couldn't do it. 
and I don't know why. I, I don't understand why that happened in my brain. If someone said, go and practice your guitar, I didn't want to anymore. And I've got four children and one of my sons is exactly the same. I can see that he's getting ready to do his practice. And I've learned not to say a word because if I say anything, he won't practice. I think because it's very special. Playing music is really, really special. And it's almost like it can be interrupted. I like to get excited about the thought and then go and play. So, yeah, I did have to be told at times, but whenever I was told, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> weird. Yeah, a bit. Is it hard to play the guitar? Did you have to go to university? Uh, I went to a musician's university. I went to a music college. I was at the Royal College of Music in London which is right opposite the Albert Hall. It's an amazing building. It looks like something out of Disneyland. It's got big turrets, <laughs> like a castle. Um, yes, it is hard. It's very hard playing music. It's a life's work. And I still, still feel that there's so much to learn. And I think if you're an artist, whether you play music or paint paintings or write stories, I think you're always, always learning stuff. And it is a life's work. So when mm. somebody says to me, oh, that was a nice concert, I say, well, it's my life's work. And, and that's what it's been. And it still is. And I'll never finish it. Mm. That's nice. And um, at university, did you study guitar or all kinds of music? I studied all kinds of music at music college. My first study was my guitar playing. And then I had a cello teacher who was lovely, um, but I wasn't that good at the cello. And then I had my piano teacher and we used to talk about swimming and tennis because I really mm -hmm. wasn't very good at playing the piano. And then I had a wonderful man, Lawrence Cassily, who taught me composition in my very last mm -hmm. year at college. And that was really special. And I still, I'm still in touch with Lawrence. And uh, I had a history teacher as well. And I had to go to choir, had to go to choir practice. And I had to go to oral lessons where you learn to listen to sounds and write them down. So there was lots to do, lots mm. and lots of work. So you've described to me what it, what the building where you used to, the university that you used to go to looks like. But where was it? It was right in the, it, it was in the part of London uh, mm. called South Kensington. And that's where all the museums are. So if you get out the tube at South Kensington, then you walk up this big tunnel and there's the Natural History Museum, uh, the Victorian Albert Museum, the Science Museum. And then there's Imperial College, the Royal Albert Hall and the Royal College of Music. And when I was doing my A-levels, I didn't really know that I was going to go to music college. And one day I went to a proms concert at the Albert Hall with some friends of mine. We got the train up from Brighton, where I grew up, and we came out of the concert and we were all really excited. And we came down the steps from the Royal Albert Hall. And I said, what's that building over there? It looks incredible. And my friend, who was very clever, he said, that's the Royal College of Music, you know. And I said to him, and I was really surprised what I said to him. I said, I'm going to go there. And I did. So there. <laughs> Do you 
always look forward to going work to work? Yes, I do. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because just like when I was at school, I used to think about playing music. I still do. I still think about playing music and I still love playing music. It's when, when you're playing a musical instrument, it's almost like you're reading a really good book. It's like you're completely lost in mm. the story of what you're doing. And um, I'll tell you what, I was in Brighton um, a few weeks ago and I was walking along the road and somebody shouted at me from the other side of the road. And it was someone who's like me in his 50s now, but it was someone I went to school with. And he went, Oi, Durren, are you still playing the guitar? And I said, Of course I am. Of course I'm still playing the guitar. And why wouldn't I be? So, yeah, I still love my work. Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so can you describe exactly what it is like doing your job? I mean, what is your job and what do you do on a daily basis? Right. I will describe a typical day in, in the life of me as a musician. I get up very early. I started waking up early, too. That's another old guy thing. And I've noticed other people wake up early in the morning and they, they start to brag about it. Like a friend of mine, he goes, uh, oh my God, I got up so early this morning. I got up at like uh, 6.30 a.m. I was so exhausted. All I could do was just lie in bed for an hour and watch TV until I fell back to sleep. And I was like, yeah, you did not get up early. I like getting up early and I'll have planned my day very carefully. So I normally start by walking along the beach with my huge dog thinking about my work and I'll get into my studio and I will do some emails and answer some messages and then I'll practice my guitar for a couple of hours. Mm. And then I'll probably do a few more messages and then I might write some music or I might do some recording or I might work on one of my films because I run an online teaching academy where people can watch films about playing the guitar and ukulele. So I've got lots of things that I work on. And then at different times of the year, when life is normal and we're not going through a COVID thing, I go away and I play concerts. And sometimes I will be away from home for three or four weeks and I'll be living away from home with my guitar and I'll be cycling my bicycle between concerts with my bicycle mm. on a trailer. So that can become my daily job. Or I might be driving between concerts or I might be catching aeroplanes between concerts. Mm. So it's, it's quite an exciting, weird life, really. It changes. Half the time I'm at home, half the time I'm away playing my concerts. Mm. So, so you... Do you travel a lot? I have travelled a lot. There was a few years, about 10 years ago, I worked out that I was travelling on average 35,000 miles every year. And that meant that my carbon footprint using aeroplanes and my great big car towing my trailer with all the equipment in, I was burning up a disgraceful amount of fossil fuels and having a bad impact on the environment. And that's when I decided to start doing my concert tour that I do in the midsummer in England. I thought I'd do that concert tour on my bicycle. 
And that's what I started to do. And it was a really good decision because um, when you cycle, you've got lots of time to push the pedals around and think about music and you mm. don't cause any pollution. So my yeah. carbon footprint is now much, much smaller. I'm very proud to say. Cool. What is the bad thing about your job and then the best thing? The worst thing about my job is... What's the worst thing about my job? Um, I'll have to think about that. Um, I suppose the worst thing about my... There are no bad things about my job, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the difficult thing is that you have to you have to always come up with new ideas and you have to always find more concerts so you can't just sit around and wait for things to happen you have to make things happen and that is a very difficult part of my job but it's not a bad part of my job because it makes you it makes your imagination work and it makes mm. you think about fresh things all the time. The best thing about my job is when I'm actually playing music, because like I said, that is when it's like reading a story. You're completely lost in what you're doing. Whether I'm practicing my guitar just in my studio, mm -hmm. or whether I'm standing on a stage in front of hundreds of people, it's the same thing. You get lost in the same way. So it's like you're telling yourself a story. That's the best thing about my job. I think. <laughs> What is your favourite song you've written? My favourite song that I've written, I, well, I'd have to choose two songs. I've written lots and lots of music and lots of songs, mm -hmm. but I wrote a song many years ago called Kenneth the Hedge. And it's mm -hmm. about a hedge um, <laughs> that was near where I lived, where I used to take my brother's dog for a walk. And I like this hedge. And somebody mm -hmm. came and cut it down and they put a road there. And I was a bit upset. And uh, I named that Ke that hedge Kenneth. So I've actually <laughs> got a song. My album before last had a song on called Kenneth the Hedge. Kenneth the Hedge. Granddaddy sitting there. Great granddaddy, great great granddaddy. Daddy sitting there. In days of old when days were cold. Kenneth, he was sitting there. That's my first favourite. And then in joint first place, I wrote a song for our church nativity called All the Animals. And my son, Felix, who is now 16, he sang it when he was very, very small, when he was even younger than you, much younger than you. And he was playing football outside my studio and I'd just written this song. And I opened the door and I said, Oi, Felix, come in here and sing this song. And he did it and he did it first time. And that is on one of my Christmas albums. And I love mm -hmm. it because he sounds about four years old when you listen to it. All the animals waiting around, standing around, sitting on the ground. All the animals waiting around, waiting for Christmas Day. Cause little animals waiting around, standing around. Mm. That's sweet. I'll send you a copy of it. <clears throat> Thank you. I have a challenge for you. Can you name your Ooh, top blimey. three favourite guitarists? My top three favourite guitarists, that's very easy. Uh, I think the greatest Ooh. guitarist that ever lived on planet Earth was called Django Reinhardt. And he invented a style of jazz called Hot Club. 
and he was fantastic. Um, my son is called Django, not the one that sang the song. That was Felix. <laughs> His brother's called Django, named after Django Reinhardt. So he's my favourite guitarist. I love a guitarist called Julian Bream, who died last year. He was quite mm -hmm. old when he died. And I grew up listening to his music all the way, all through my childhood. And I loved his playing. He was a wonderful, wonderful player. Mm. Uh, there's another guitarist called um, Agustin Barrios, mm. who lived in South America. He was born in Paraguay, which is in the southern cone of South America, right in the center. You know that triangle bit at the bottom of South America? Mm. Right in the middle there, there's a country well, you can't go to the beach because they're right in the landlocked. There's no sea. And Barrios comes from there. And he wrote the most beautiful music. So they're probably my favourite top three. But I could probably give you a list of about 30 if you had time. <laughs> my grandpa loves Richard Thompson. Oh, I love Richard Thompson as well. Yes. Um, my favourite Richard Thompson album is Hokey Pokey which he recorded with um, his wife, Linda, Richard and Linda Thompson, Hokey Pokey. Mm. There's a song in it about a, a, a kiddie called Smithy who had a glass eye. It's a brilliant mm. song. <laughs> yeah. Tell your granddad he's got good taste. <laughs> this one is a bit rude. Who pays you? <laughs> who pays me? Well... I earn money from playing my concerts, so I get paid by the theatre or the arts centre or the festival that I play for. Mm. I also write music, so I get royalties from an organisation called the Performing Rights Society, who collect mm. music whenever my music is played on the radio or the television. I get a little bit of money from that. I don't get very much money from the internet because they're not very good at paying musicians. In fact, they're very bad at paying musicians. Mm. Um, and I do a little bit of teaching. Mm. So lots of lots of ways, lots of ways. But mainly it's from writing music, really. So if you play mm. music, so when you play the piano, it would be really smart if you start writing your own music. And then if you do that for a job, you'll earn twice as much. Mm. My top tip for you, Gwen. <laughs> Do you ever go wrong in your job? What happens if you go wrong? <laughs> I have often gone wrong in my job, I think. Um, sometimes you make a mistake when you're playing a piece. I was playing a very big concert once with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. I was playing in front of 2,000 people playing a guitar concerto. So there was me and a big orchestra behind me and I didn't play at all well. It all went wrong because I had broken one of my nails and it kept catching on the string. And the worse it got, the more hot and bothered I got. And the more hot and bothered I got, the worse it got. And it was terrible. And then two days later, I had to play to an even bigger audience, playing exactly the same piece with exactly the same orchestra. And we turned up two days later and I turned to the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and I said, I'm sorry, guys, I played like an idiot a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And I want I want you to help me play better today. And I was really nervous and I started playing and it was the best concert I've ever played in my life. I was mm -hmm. so happy. The musicians were wonderful. 
So when things go wrong, you can always make them better in music. That's the thing. That's what I that tell myself. Is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Richard. I know you're busy today, so I will let you go soon. But first, can you just tell me what your new album is called and a little bit about that? Because I was, because it was released in COVID, wasn't, was it different? Um, yes, my new album is a very different album because of the COVID situation that we're all in. I started writing it before COVID and it was going to be a double album. But the more I wrote and the more I worked on the album as we were all in lockdown, the more I wanted it to be about the natural world. So it changed its name to Rewilding, mm. which was just going to be the name of one of the tracks. It became the whole album and it, it became an album that describes my feelings about the countryside and the, you know, that excitement you get towards the end of the winter when you mm. think that things are going to start coming up out of the ground. That mm. lovely feeling that nature always does something amazing. That's yeah. the feeling that I tried to put into that album. And a lovely friend of mine who is called John, John Everett, who's a very famous artist, lives in the south of France. He did a beautiful painting for the front cover of Rewilding. And so many people talk about the cover of my album. In fact, as many people talk about that as they do about the music, so it's a very, very happy album to have made. Mm. And I hope that I hope that people think about nature a bit when they listen to it. Mm. That's a lovely title and it sounds beautiful. It sounds really good. That sounds amazing. Thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> have you seen the picture? Mm. The My album? mum just showed me. It's great. It's really lovely. Yeah, look at that. There's me on a funny wooden boat. <laughs> being pulled along by two extinct animals. Well, Gwen, I will I will send I will send you Kenneth the Hedge and I will send you all the animals so you can have a listen and see if you have a favourite out of those two. Thank you. Well we will put That's it. Right, you're very welcome. <laughs> we will put the link in the episode notes. <laughs> Good. By the way, what is that guitar behind you? Which one? Oh, that this one here. Yeah. That's a that's a balalaika. That's a Russian instrument, and it's really unusual because I had the frets taken off it, so it's a fretless balalaika. But yeah, I don't know if you've heard of a balalaika, but that you get whole bands of balalaika players, all different sizes, in Russia. It's such a fantastic sound. You should have a listen. Okay, thank you again for being on my podcast. Bye. Bye, thanks ever so much. Thank you for listening to that podcast, well, episode. And also remember to go in the bio or links and um, go fund me because we would really like that because it's still up. See you next week.